Last time on Pokemon Rollout. After being split up, Professor Sneeze and Liliana met up again while Charlie pursued Bernie. Professor Sneeze released Snacks the Munchlax to help them track Charlie. Even though it was slow going, they eventually picked up Bernie's footprints and started following the trail. When they set up camp for the night, Professor Sneeze and Liliana were ambushed by a pack of Lycanroc. After Liliana caught the leader, which was a Ravager Pokemon, the other two fled when faced with Trigger the Machoke and Schmoopy the Gastrodon. Meanwhile, Charlie followed Bernie until he came across a dismantled town, where he was quickly pulled into hiding by a young child. Charlie was told to stay low and be quiet until he was brought to a Pokemon Center, where he met a woman who told him she would explain what happened to the town. Why is this town dismantled? What are its people hiding from? Find out today on Pokemon Rollout. Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul and I play Charlie. But I can't think of anything to say. Pine. <laughs> I'm Michael and I play Professor Rudimentus on the rocks sneeze. You <laughs> <laughs> stole mine. I'm Lydia and I play Liliana. Shadow Garden. <laughs> See, now that's a place where you put Elizabeth's thing in there. You put her her thing in there. Nah, but that wouldn't make any sense. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Most of this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> or does, that, does our Hi, I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana. You're watching Disney Channel Shadow Garden. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. We have no affiliation with the Disney Channel. We do now. What would be the Pokemon Please don't of sue Disney? us, Disney Channel. We're going <laughs> on Disney Company. Plus. I'd be more concerned about po Pokemon Company, honestly. Lo Love Disney. Love Disney. Yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. Good boy. <laughs> and so to, to answer the earlier question, despite my best efforts, I don't think this podcast makes much sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't make dollars. Ooh. I mean, mm. not really. I mean, like yes our Patreons no. are nice, but dollars to do donuts. We earn, do we earn a profit? That's that's yeah, the question. I don't believe so. But anyway, that is okay. <laughs> that we'll is just cut that part out. Oh, <laughs> yep. are, are we showing our Patreon Patreon already? Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So last time. Well, I gave a last time thing a second ago, but anyways, uh, yes, last time, uh, they, uh, the trainers were all kind of split apart. Liliana and Professor Sneeze were able to group back together and follow after Charlie, who was ahead of them. Uh, they didn't catch up to him in the night, and so they went to bed and, uh, were attacked by three Lycanroc, one of which was acting crazy. That's the one that Liliana caught, and it turned out to be a Ravager Pokemon. Meanwhile, Charlie made it to a town where some of the buildings seemed to have been flipped upside down, um, and was hidden away by two children that he met, and they took him to a house of a woman, and apparently, uh, she was going to be able to give him more information there. Right now, we are going to go to Liliana and Professor Sneeze. It is the next morning. You've been able to sleep through and work through most things. Uh, you are not near a Pokemon Center, as far as you know. Um, so you're working with that, but uh, you still get the benefits from resting for eight hours. Woo. Okay. 
It's more sleep than what I usually get. <laughs> sleep is good. What does what 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 benefits are like if if I have an injury? Is my injury still there? Uh, did you put on a bandage? Uh, I think I used my last bandage. I, I thought you did that. Yeah. I thought you. Well, I had two injuries, and that bandage healed one injury. Hmm. Bandages only heal one injury after injuries. six hours. And that's what happened last time. For the first eight hours of rest each day, so these eight hours, Pokemon and trainers that spend a continuous half hour resting heal one sixteenth of their maximum hit points per half an hour. So you heal your full HP with eight hours of rest. Oh, um, nice. You may continue to rest further after this time, but hit points will not be regained. Also, a trainer Pokemon is unable to restore hit, po- hit points through rest if the individual has five or more injuries. So you're okay with that. Um, if a Pokemon or trainer has an injury, they can naturally heal from a single injury if they go 24 hours without gaining any new injuries. Oh, okay. Trainers can also so remove injuries question. as an extended action by draining two AP. Ugh. Interesting. How, do, how does AP get healed? Uh, AP, like so from draining If it's AP, drained. If I remember correctly, that means that it all comes back after a day. Let me make sure. Drained AP becomes unavailable for use until after an extended rest is Yep, so you would drain the AP and then you'd have to rest for another eight hours to get that AP back. Wait, what, how, can I can I extend it to action, heal my injury, and then rest? No. Ah! I mean, I'm not. I don't f- use my AP super frequently, so I'm gonna do it okay. so that I'm at zero. And then in my rest, mm-hmm. I would gain up all my HP. Yes. Wait. Yes. And if any of your Pokemon have lost HP, they're resting as well, so they would be able to regain it as well. So. Okay. For example, like with Trigger, he has one injury, so he would only go up to his injured HP. And yes. Can, and, okay. Because Pokemon do not have AP, so they cannot naturally heal injuries in the same way as people can. Right. And there's no potions or anything that can help with injuries. Uh, bandages. Bandages. Yeah, but that takes forever. Six and I hours. didn't put one on in the last episode, so mm. I guess that doesn't count. Womp womp. Womp womp. So you guys rest and are able to wake the next morning. Seems that most things have left you alone. You're guessing that uh, the Lycanroc pack around here, especially if it was headed by a Ravager, has scared off most other things around. So you didn't have to deal with too much. I'm a, I'm a cook. Cookie cookie. Okay. Cookie cutter. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want anything, Liliana? I'm making breakfast. Coffee. I, I can, I got, I got some moo milk. Uh, let's mm. see, coffee, coffee, coffee. Um, survival check. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like um, either it's like Cherubi or or Bon Sweet would like they have like a nut inside them that would be ground into coffee. Yipes! <laughs> <laughs> Go find me this Pokemon. And cut it open to grab the nut inside. Yipes. Maybe uh. it'll be like a... Um, <laughs> why can't I think of the name for it? All I can think of... Tropius. I kept wanting to say Tropicana, but that's a juice. Ooh. <laughs> it, it's got to be a regional variant of a Tropius that grows like... Cocoa, cocoa beans? Beans. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, with a nine... Yeah, you did not pack coffee, and you cannot make coffee from your surroundings. Oh, sorry, Liliana. I mean, I can, I, I can distill some of this uh, mineral-rich dirt into a, a drink. It's not gonna have the same punch as coffee, but. Uh... Uh... Oh, that's a no then. She just wanders off. <laughs> All right. First time coffee has. Hey, been everybody's eating well tonight. <laughs> can we also train then as well? Uh, if you want to take the hour, yes. Uh, you guys were following Charlie and don't Charlie, know where he is. Yeah. He's fine. He's been by himself for like a day or something. We'll be fine. You remember how good Charlie's sense of direction is, right? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> we can do some training while we're going to go find him on the road. 
<laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> fine, we won't. First, I don't get my coffee. Now I don't get to raining. <sighs> it's just not Liliana's day. <laughs> this bites. And I know that move well. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get going. Let, we gotta find Charlie. Yeah. Who knows what could have happened to him in the forest and mountains and stuff. That's uh, fine. He's got his... He got his... Uh, he's... He, it's too early in the morning for me to speak. He has Katana. He's fine. Right, um, exactly. Okay, so you guys get moving on your way. Um, yes. Yeah, it's not long before, like, you can see in the distance... Um, what looks like some sort of village or something, some sort of sign of human habitation uh, farther ahead of you. Can I get perception checks from both of you? Yeah, yes. Four. It would help if I had my dice out, wouldn't it? Come on, we've Probably. been recording for like 50 minutes and you still don't have dice out. Hey now, I know yeah, you've done similar things before, <laughs> my dear sir. <laughs> Oh boy, Comment we got <laughs> we got eleven. <laughs> eleven and Professor Sneeze, what did you say you got? Two, uh, two four, four, <laughs> <laughs> six. <laughs> Too <laughs> early. Hey, Who do hey, we appreciate that's you? my gig. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh boy. Okay. Um, not while you're not here. All right. Uh, as you're suddenly moving forward, uh, Liliana, you have better eyes than Professor Sneeze does, so you're able to make it out a little clearer that something That's has absolutely definitely true. gone wrong um, with this uh, town that has just completely been... Like, there, there have been uh, bits demolished. You can see, as you're getting closer, that some of the houses have been flipped completely upside down. Um, it just looks a mess. Um, but you have Grunge out, correct? Since yes. he was the one tracking Charlie. Yep. Yeah, Grunge is able to tell that... Um, give me a perception check for Grunge as well. Okay. Can I do one for Archie? Yeah. Uh, yes, if Archie's out with you, yes. Archie got eight. Okay. Um, can Grunge have his deerstalker cap on to add to the roll? <laughs> he can have it on, but I don't know that it will add to the roll. Uh, so it only that? adds to general education checks. Huh? Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right. Yes, uh... Grunge is able to tell that Charlie's footsteps head straight towards this. Um, you can see as well that um, the burned Blaziken footsteps that you were assuming were Bernie's head right up to the edge of this and then kind of go off at an angle. Grunge gets there and is sniffing around. And he's like, okay. And he's looking, he's like, oh, uh, Bernie went and he kind of points off, you know, where the footsteps are. Chased by uh, water for something and Charlie and uh oh and he turns and looks uh, deeper into the town Liliana and Professor Sneeze you are you if you look over to where Grunge is looking you see a jet of water heading straight towards Liliana ah. luckily uh. you see it just as it goes wide of her oh. um, but with Grunge's warning, you are not in a surprise round, which means that Liliana moves next. Okay. Uh, you haven't quite, you know where that jet of water came from, but you haven't quite caught sight of what fired it yet. Okay. Uh, Archie is faster than Liliana, but. Oh, okay. That's fine. Go for it, Archie. I, I forgot that Archie was out. Can, can we see where the jet of water came from? Yes, it came from within the town itself. And as you're looking over there, you can also see an ominous reddish glow coming from behind one wall where it was from. Archie, get over there. Uh, how it, how far away is it if you had to put it in meters? <laughs> this is Overland of Eight. Uh, I think Archie, he's got really high speed, so he should be able to make it. Okay. Um... So, Archie, 
get over there and ice punch it. So you have Archie run up and ice punch. Okay. And that is an eight to hit with ice punch. Eight hits. 35 ice physical damage. That did eight Oof. ice physical damage. So you see him rear back with the ice thing and you hear a thud. And Archie goes, not best plan. Charlie. Yeah. Um, the woman feeds you and actually uh, sends you to bed. Before she goes, she says, "Just we're gonna, you're gonna have to rest, and we're gonna have to get you out of here when we can. Or at least she's trying to push you to bed if you'll go." But um, uh, so Charlie stops. And says, like, wait, okay, like, there's a whole lot to process here. Like, can you tell me something? Like, my Blaziken, his name is Bernie. Like, he he ran here, and I think he he went around the town. Like. Have you seen him, like, or do you know why, like, where he would have gone if he went off, like, kind of in that direction? And Charlie points vaguely in the directions where the feet were going. She kind of shakes her head. I'm not sure, but I, all right, I'll give you the short. Sit down, uh, and I'll give you the information, just the history of the town, or at least what's going on now. That you, you need at least that much. Please. And so sit down. She's like, okay. Well, uh, our town was always pretty independent. Uh, we kept to ourselves, and we were left alone. Alba is, well, I'll be blunt, she doesn't really care about anything outside of Landsmeet, and for years, that suited us just fine. Then, the monster Pokemon arrived. <laughs> By Arceus, that sounds very melodramatic when you say it out loud, but there's no real other way to say it. Uh, this was all around uh, six years ago now, maybe a little longer. Uh, they came into town one day, heavily wounded, like they were running from something. I was the nurse for our little Pokemon Center. I, I still am, I guess. I, I took them in. I thought they were wild. Uh, I nursed them back to health. The new center is so quick. What would have taken days or weeks to heal in the past was a work of hours now. And uh, well, as I was healing them, I discovered changes in the Pokemon. Things that were obviously not the work of nature. Uh, it was my attempt to deal with one of those modifications that caused our current situation. Or at least, that's what I thought at first. As time goes by, I'm more convinced that they would have done what they have done, no matter what I did. But I I'm losing track of my story. Um, the leader of this group, these monster Pokemon, is a Swampert, with monstrous power due in no small part to the Megastone that someone seems to have embedded into its back between the shoulder blades. It's constantly in its mega form as a result. Uh, it's also in constant pain. I'd like to blame its behavior for that agony, or in due to that agony, but even when heavily sedated, it shows its sadistic, brutish nature. I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, I tried to remove the stone when they first arrived. The Pokemon were sedated, healing, and I thought I, well, I, I thought it had gotten there as an accident. My attempt to remove it only woke the Swampert, and it, uh, maybe the first part of its rampage can be attributed to its anger and pain, but not the rest. It destroyed quite a bit inside the center and woke up the others. Uh, they weren't completely healed, but they were healed enough, and they obeyed the Swampert without question. There are five monster Pokemon in total. The Swampert, who leads them, I've already mentioned. Uh, at his right hand is the mother, we call her. Uh, she's a Buizel with odd black markings, who seems to have been modified to have a strong connection to the dark type, as far as I can tell. Uh, it, it's her children that you can see roaming the streets out there. They're fairly weak individually, but they travel in packs or in packs, and they know that if any of them are hurt, the mother will not hesitate to attack whatever harmed them. And she is strong. The sniper is an octillery, which seems to have had its eyes replaced with some sort of impossible camera system, as well as other mechanical modifications that I don't quite understand. It can see for an unbelievable distance and fire devastating attacks nearly as far. I've never seen it miss. Well, there's, there's a large blue Pokemon that I can't quite identify. I'm not even sure if it's alive or... Well, when they all came to me, it was the least wounded, and by the time I got to it, all of its wounds were already gone. It just sat there, waiting, watching. 
It, it obeys the orders of the Swampert, and it seems to do almost nothing else. What it can do to a person or a Pokemon, though, I, I wish I'd never seen it. I wish I could never see that again. We call it the Phantom. Finally, there's the Sentinel. It's a Starmie, but it's not. All of the color has been taken away from the Pokemon, except for the glowing red of its central gem. It doesn't eat. I've never seen it sleep. It's overdramatic, and perhaps I've just been stru stuck with them for too long, but I'd say that it seems to subsist upon fear. It can teleport. Its vision is almost as good as the sniper, and it has some way of communicating with the others. When you came to town, you must have avoided it already. You're fortunate that Monica found you before it did. Anyways, soon enough, the monster Pokemon left the center. The Sentinel took up its perimeter around our town to make sure no one left, paired with the Sniper. The others took what they wanted from the town. Some of them were looking for food, others seemed to just want to cause damage to destroy. And the Swampert wanted control. You can see the results. The turned over houses are the placers, or the houses of those who tried to resist the most that first day. And after that, no one gets to leave. The adults, besides myself, their doctor, are trapped in the mine just outside of town, watched over by the sniper. The sentinel guards the perimeter of the regular town itself. The mother roams between the town and the mine, looking for entertainment for her children. The phantom stays in the pool just outside of the center at all times, except when the Swampert sends it out of town once a week with the stones from the mines. It goes with what you mentioned, it goes with a Blaziken that they forced into working for them, the child of a Blaziken that used to live nearby before they arrived. They return with food and random supplies. They're trading with someone, but we don't know who it could be. I don't know. The Swampert, it, it, it wants me to take out the stone, but I don't have the skill. I don't know who would have the skill to do that. I can keep it calm with sedatives, but I'm reliant on the supplies that the Phantom and the Mother get, and they aren't consistent. When, when I run out, it, it rampages, and destroy something else. And that's what's going on in this town. Tomorrow, we'll, we'll try to get you out of here. No one who's tried to escape has come back, and no help has come either. But that's, that, that's the most I can do for you. And now you have to head to bed before they notice the lights on for too long. All right, fine. But I, I might have more questions in the morning. Charlie uh, agrees after the... Uh, this person has given so much information, and he uh, goes to bed thinking about the the situation and the stones and and all that stuff rolling around in his head. Okay, Liliana, you are up next. Woo. Okay. Well, seeing a water thing for this round, she's going to throw out spicy and go hide behind something. So she'll throw out spicy first and then go hide. Okay. You sent out spicy. Perfect. And then you are going to hide. Yep. So hide in plain sight. Go ahead and do your stealth check then, because I believe, yeah, spicy is not terribly fast. She's not faster than you, so. No. She's she faster than she used to be. Time. So what did you get for your stealth? 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you go and take cover behind where you are. And Spicy comes out and is looking around. She sees where Archie was going after. Uh, Professor Sneeze, you are slightly faster than Spicy. Slightly faster speed, than a giant turtle. <laughs> slightly faster. Well, the funniest thing is they're actually the same speed, but players go first. <laughs> Um, all right, I'm going to run forward um, and try to get a better look at what we're dealing with and potentially try to get s some sort of cover. So can I, like, percept again and then do a Pokemon Ed? 
Yes. Uh, give me a perception and then... Okay, yeah. What did you get for that? Uh, perception is nine. Okay. Uh, you're able to move around, and especially since Archie just hit it, you're able to see it. Uh, what you see is a large Pokemon just under four feet tall, so uh, maybe closer to three and a half, um, that looks like two starfish put together, but the starfish are both pure white uh, in color and oddly blank. Uh, it has kind of a silvery uh, formation in the center. It's, it's silver, and then there is a glowing red jewel in the center that looks kind of like a cut precious stone. Uh, this thing is holding completely still. Uh, you see that Archie punched it directly in the jewel, and it basically just did not respond to it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. All right, here's my Pokemon egg. 25. 25. Okay. Um, this, in its shape and the standard things, everything but color, this is a Starmie, which is a water and psychic type Pokemon. Um, this is not the normal shiny type. This is not the type of albino Starmie that you've heard before. Because even they would have, like, the uh, gold around the center. That silver is very odd. Um, you are really at a loss for what is going on with this Starmie. Um, until you remember a, uh, a writing from, or an essay that you read a long time back. Uh, talking about, it was a very obscure one, and it was considered like very much speculation because they couldn't seem to give uh, credible reports. But it was about the possible, the possible mutations or changes to Pokemon due to exposure to certain crystals in and around the Illumine o- Oasis. Mm. That they had strange and seemingly almost random effects on Pokemon. If you had to guess, you would say that this Starmie is probably strong. Like, it has uh, resistances, either stronger resistances against things that it was already resistant to, or different resistances than you'd expect, and either stronger weaknesses than what it was already weak to, or different weaknesses than you'd expect. Gotcha. So, like, it, it, even though it's still a water and psychic type, as far as you can tell, its weaknesses and resistances might have been slightly randomized. Got it. Yeah, that's kind of the big things. You also feel like there's something else that went with its physiology, but you're not sure. So what you're saying is we don't know a lot about this Starmie. <laughs> not too much, no. Right. With that, then, I'm going to um, try to hit it with a try attack. Okay. Um... That's a nat 20. Okay. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, so that's going to have an effect as well. But I'll, I'll start with uh, damage. Whew. So that's going to be 68 plus 20 plus 38. 53 normal special damage. 53 normal special damage. Okay. And we rolled a 2, so it is burned. All right. You power up your hair muscles and fire this beam of, like, this triple beam of energy at the Starmie. And you see that it is still kind of sitting still, but it kind of creaks backwards slightly, sees that going towards it. The red gem flashes once, and then it vanishes just as the tri-attack hits where it would be, and appears behind Archie now and a little closer to you. It uses teleport as an interrupt to avoid it. Uh, give me an intuition check, Professor Sneeze. Ooh, I'm good at intuition. Hold on. Yeah. I'm a virtuoso in intuition. So I roll eight dice. Uh, I don't roll eight dice. No. Um, <laughs> uh, that's 22. 22. All right. This thing, not only being a star me, but being a star me that seems to have had something happen to it to make it even less animal-like or less like a, a an actual living being than normal means that they are very hard to read but you're able to catch from that movement that it absolutely did not want to get hit by that strike and it wasn't just because it was a strong strike Uh, it might not have been try attack itself but what try attack is 
at least made it very nervous. Either normal type attacks or special attacks, I'm thinking, are going to be really good against this thing, Liliana. Oh, man. <laughs> Right, but that you hear from the shadows. <laughs> uh, oh, also, uh, when it teleported back, its red gem is looking directly at Liliana's hiding place. Oh, good. Uh, spicy is up. Oh boy. Well, I'm up for your boring type. <laughs> nope, still boring. <laughs> uh, so spicy definitely does not have any good normal type attacks. Um, special though, I guess we'll try doing absorb. Okay. On it. So. 12 for accuracy. 12 will hit. And then 22 grass special. Grass special? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that did three grass special damage. <laughs> Cool. So it's definitely not the special. Yeah. Not the special. It hits All it, right. and you see like the green glowing energy go and hit it and suck back from it. But this thing's just natural defenses are so beefy that it just tanks the hit. Like it, it, it was mm-hmm. effective against it, like it was a normal water type, but it just tanked it. Okay. All right. That means that it is the Starmie's turn, because it is faster than Archie. No, it's yes, not. It is. Nothing's faster than it Archie. Is. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I deny it. Uh, but it used teleport, so it's Archie's turn. Okay. Yeah, it used teleport as an interrupt, so it used its its turn last time. Oh, hey, it's not looking at Archie now. No. But it's aware of Archie. Oh, it knows Archie's dead. Yeah, you can't try to razzle-dazzle it when it's right next to you. Well, well I, I could. Hang on. I want to see... Okay, I'm going to activate simple improvements for Archie. Okay. So he gets plus eight to all of his rolls this turn, and he gets plus 16 temporary hit points. Okay. Nice. So essentially, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fluff this by having some encouragement for Archie that includes, like, pointing out some weaknesses and insects. So, um, Archie, uh, hit, it, hit it from behind and keep targeting the gem just like you've been doing, but we, we've got to use its weaknesses to our advantage. Astonish it! So Archie's going to roll Astonish, which is going to be 20 non-natural. Non-natural 20. Uh, wait. Oh, he gets uh, Frisk, so 22 non-natural. Okay, that... that- <laughs> Does hit? Oh yeah! Wow. Uh, which is going to flinch it? No, you didn't. You that's a natural no? fifteen plus. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it was a natural eleven. Yep. Which means it'd be twenty-one oh, wow. non-natural, but why twenty-one non-natural? Because you're giving him plus eight, not plus nine. Nope. Yep. Plus eight, and then plus two for frisk, plus one for focus. Ah, okay. Yep. And okay. Um, so yeah, plus 11. <laughs> Alright, good grade. To his roll. Um, that's gonna be 20, this isn't gonna be great. 26 ghost physical. 26 ghost physical, that did 9 ghost physical damage. Oh, it's something. So, yeah, he turns and does the jump to hit it, and it just, this is a thing that is very used to being the frightener, not the frightened. Hmm. And so it's just like, no, yeah. I am not impressed by that. It takes some of it, and it it, it it teals the damage as though it was a psychic type, but it just tanks it. Okay. Archie, get up high! Out of the way! Um, so, Archie's gonna jump up onto a roof. Archie's moving away? Um, it gets a, an attack, right? It gets an attack of opportunity, yes. Yes, he's got that bonus uh, hit points, um, and the sweet confection that can uh, boost his evasion. Okay. So. Uh, it goes for a swing at him, but it is definitely not used to using its appendages to fight, and so he's able to dodge. Okay. All right. So he moves up and away. Mm-hmm. All right. That means it is Liliana's turn. Okay. And remind me, can I recall and release a Pokemon on the same turn? Yes, but that takes your standard action. Actually, I think that's a full action, so that would be everything Liliana did that turn. Yep, that's fine. Um, I'm going to return Spicy and then release Sparky. Returning Spicy, yeah, releasing Sparky. 
All right, <laughs> Sparky comes out onto the field and does his uh, good old regular screech, screeching howl of enjoyment of being out in the battle, and he goes immediately because okay. he is fast. Um, we're going to have him use Slash. Okay. I got 14 for accuracy. That hits. 37 normal physical. 37 normal physical damage. All right. That did 26 normal physical damage, which is enough to give this uh, Starmie an injury. So Sparky comes out with a screech and just lunges forward, slashes across this thing. You see one fine crack go along its gem, and the gem just starts flashing. Different things there is it's kind of getting up and still ready to fight, but the gem is just going. Uh, that means it is Professor Sneeze's turn. All right, I'm going to um, hit it with a swift. Okay. Um, which cannot miss, but I'm going to roll, see if I crit. I do not crit. Mm-hmm. 32 normal special 32. damage. Two. okay. That did 18 normal special damage. It's not enough mm. to give it another injury, but good hit, so... I think that's the most damage I've done to it mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> stars come raining down and slam into it, and the flashing gets a little bit faster. You like stars? How about a constellation? <laughs> we go back up to its turn, and it's kind of spinning, looking around, and it decides it will aim. You see it kind of like looking and like discounting ones. Like it glances at Sparky, then looks away. I like the, the gem seems to do that, looks away, looks away. And it settles on Professor Sneeze as the one who's consistently been using normal type moves on it mm-hmm. and working with that. And you see it gathers together this purplish energy and fires it out at Professor Sneeze. And it just barely hits with Psy Wave. Uh, Professor Sneeze. You lose 50 HP. Ew. No weakness no, no weakness or resistance, no stats. I'm going to trade in my Salty Surprise Digestion buff. It's not damage. Employ... No, it's not. It's just when I'm hit by uh, an okay. attack. Yeah. Um, it's going to give me some temporary hit points. Um, 5, 10, 26, because I'm going to use hits to spot. So I gain 26 back. You use hit the, not enough you to make use up hits the difference. spot on yourself. Yes, I can. I, you d- I or your Pokemon. That as I was yep. getting hit by the oh. attack. <laughs> okay. So, oh, I'm sure glad I ate those crackers this morning. And it uh, disappears and reappears again farther into the town. Like it's moving back in a way, and the gem is still flashing. Uh, we are back up to Archie. Liliana, do you have any boosts? <laughs> I'm asking if you have any. Um... <laughs> Um, combat stages advanced at all uh, your Pokemon that you're worried about what do you mean <laughs> like I, if you were to lose combat stages would that oh. bother you mm, no I don't think right. so Charlie, Charlie where are you Archie <laughs> use the cold light of facts so uh, Archie is going to um, shine some t- scientific light on the situation. Um, the weather is sunny for five rounds. All combat stages are set to zero. Any invisible Pokemon or trainers appear. Sneak checks are made at minus two penalty, and illusions won't work. Okay, um, but that does make it Sparky's turn. Yeah, we'll go with false swipe. Okay. I got a 12 for that. That hits. 34 normal physical. 34 normal physical damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that did 21 normal physical damage. <laughs> the best part of this, that is actually how much damage it did and how much damage it took to bring the Starmie down to 1 HP. Oh goodness, <laughs> that's hilarious. The perfect false swipe. <laughs> Yeah. 
perfect false swipe. Yeah, so Sparky rushes for his again, slams into the Starmie, this time with the flat or with the back of his bladed arms, and kind of knocks it back, and it actually like, tumbles and flips and then lands back up. Just kind of swaying, but still standing, still ready. Liliana, you're up. Ooh. This is at 1 HP. <laughs> Does this Pokemon look catchable? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's at 1 HP. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a faint attack on it, since I absolutely cannot miss with that. Okay. So. Somewhere Charlie's heart is breaking. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 19, baby. No crap, yeah. Oh. And that is, um, 35 dark physical. 35, okay. That did... That did 23 dark physical damage, which is enough to give the Starmie another injury, and then faint it. So Liliana jumps out from behind cover, rushes forward, and splat... Slams into the Starmie after it's kind of teetering, just enough to just knock it back and out. It kind of slams back down. Uh, Charlie. Yeah. You uh, get woken up the next morning right near dawn. It's like, okay, we just need to go. Well, there's there's a moment where the Starmie will be on the other side. We'll get you near to the edge, and when it's making its perimeter, we'll get you out of here. Oh, okay, all right. Hey, um, why did you, while we're going this, can you tell me, like, what, what kind of stones are they getting from the mines? What are they doing with those stones? Uh, well, we, we get a variety of mostly elemental stones from the mines, uh, so fire stones, thunder stones, leaf stones, uh, in that area, and we're able to just, they get traded off once a week. We do not know who is taking them. All right, uh, that, that's uh, good to know. Um, yeah, I will uh, see if I can find help. I mean, like I said, I got to find my Blaziken first, but like we got to do something about these, uh, these monster Pokemon. Well, the best thing you can do for us is to go and find help. Keep going. All right, so they take you to the edge of town. You can see that red light that's kind of like jumping from place to place. And as soon as it goes past, they kind of send you out of town. And again, right near where you started again, so you can see uh, Bernie's footprints. And I follow those. Okay. So you're heading in that direction all right yeah it's a little farther away from where you started but you can still see where his footprints are going so you're heading in that direction all right uh professor sneeze and liliana a few hours after dawn um you have just defeated this starmie uh the town around you seems to be very beaten up and destroyed now when you say buildings are upside down is that just like they've been destroyed in such a way that they're just like No it literally looks like something it li- yeah it literally looks like down. something lifted them up from their bottom like near their foundations flipped them on their roofs and slammed them back down Okay that's fun Mhm uh, We better be on the watch out Liliana this is this is the second terrifying pokemon that we've encountered in just as many days there's got to be more. Um, but have you seen any people around? Is this town completely abandoned? Not that I've noticed. But maybe I'll use a perception check. <laughs> <laughs> and we should take this Starmie as hostage. Hostage? That's not very sporting. Do you think I care? Does this look uh, like a face that cares? I got a 13 for perception. To see if you think that I care. That's not one of my perceptions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you um, are able to kind of look around and you catch the sight of a boy. He's got to be no older than like 10, maybe a little younger, um, who's kind of been hiding. And you see him kind of peeking out and he notices that you've caught sight of him. And he just possibly is like, go, go. They know you're here. Go. Run, they're coming already. Pursuit. <laughs> Alright, um, and as he says that, uh, Professor Sneeze, mm-hmm. you take 55 ice special damage ah! as a jet, as a beam 
of pure ice comes firing out in an arc, basically over the town and strikes into you. That's not, that's enough for one injury. Um, At the same time, Liliana, you're looking around and turning one corner, kind of floating oddly, is this bulbous bluish shape with red eyes on top of just blank red eyes that are staring forward and like this kind of lighter blue cloud-like formation around the bulbous top and then it's got a bunch of like jelly-like tentacles underneath it has just turned and started floating in your direction is is this the this the round after so like is um is it still sunny for five rounds um things settled for a little bit so this is yeah it is no longer sunny um, okay. But it is all the time that we have for this week. Oh, God. <laughs> so thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon rollout on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter, at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W. for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter, at PokeRollNick. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And as always, come hang out with us in our Discord and in our tap room. Uh, we have fun little conversations there, and please join us there and uh, come say hi. I'm Michael. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. Uh, I should also say that probably close to around this time is uh, that this episode is coming out. Um, it might still be a little while yet. Um, the book that we will be discussing on Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch is the book where the name Professor Sneeze comes mm. from. <gasps> hey. So, watch for that. <laughs> or listen. Or listen uh, for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lydia, and you can follow me on Twitter at LIL underscore Shadow 8. And you can follow me on Twitter at Behind Your Eyelie. That's Behind Your E-Y-E. L-I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pokerollpodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Box Cheese, Nathan Jester, DGZ, Dr. Audino, Gregory Lopez, David Harshman, Rob, Mark Smith, Froxus, and L.E.T., Legendary, Eric Lonquist, Azure Spider, Peter Stadmuller, Michael, Richie Kammer, Tim Jacobson, Ursa93, and Terry Fow. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Bye. Got Usually this. it starts with an argument over what he wrote because he writes it here. <laughs> <laughs> true I, love. You know, I don't appreciate your style. It's not <laughs> true love. Send it back for a rewrite. <laughs> Gross. True tolerance. <laughs> that is the key. Tolerance. <laughs> tolerance. True tolerance. <laughs> You know, it's not as catchy. Tolerance is what brings us together today. Let's do a Paul's coffee. What? Mm. No, it is my coffee that I warm for myself that you stole. <laughs> bam, bam, chicken and ham. Mm.
Yes, and who hit the warm button to warm it up? No, I did. When I got home today, I hit the warm button. See, I, I, I've already been uh, threatened uh, very, very politely by someone that um, they will break me of my not drinking coffee eventually. So. Some people just have like coffee. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not a fan, but I'm in a I'm I'm spending most of my time in a Lutheran church, so that will never fly. Apparently, <laughs> you're going to have to have a, a very good coffee alternative. Mm. Right now, it's soda, which is not a very good coffee alternative. Not cocaine, gosh, Paul. Yeah, I'd get a lot done. <laughs> of Paul will be played by his lovely wife, Elizabeth, tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, guys! I'm Charlie, <laughs> but I can't think of anything to say. Fine. <laughs> Wait, I'm Paul, can't think of anything to say. Fine. They're going through a real AP shortage right now. They're doing a lot of AP drives. <laughs> <laughs> We wouldn't do that, Paul. No. It took you that long to decide that they were mocking you when their laughter was like that. <laughs> See if I donate any AP to you. Out, out, out of character comment. Do you really need to find Charlie? Like, wouldn't you guys be better off without Charlie? Paul's trying to start his own podcast I mean just judging by this conversation Charlie seems to be the only thing that gets these two actually moving in the morning (laughs) fair enough (laughs) probably just because he starts wandering off in the wrong direction we're like no no we have to go this way I guess then or Charlie even though he's like 16 he still wakes up like that 5 year old at uh, 5.30 in the morning like okay guys let's go I still wake up at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> of your own volition? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't judge me. I can't help it. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.